0: Well, good morning. Welcome to the Real Christian Podcast. My name is Alex, and I'm here with PJ. Yep. My name is PJ, and I'm here with Alex. And last episode we did your testimony. So this week we've got to do my testimony.
1: Yep. So
0: I'll start off like... My testimony is very boring to me. It's very, very long. No testimonies are so, boring, right? Yeah, but I never had like a... Smack in the face, you know. Well, neither, not really. Yeah. I mean, those are the ones that like most people relate to. Yeah. Anyway, so I went to church when I was like very, very little. We went, like, I don't even remember most of it. Yeah, like, I was very little. And. Do you know what denomination like, it was? It was Baptist. Baptist? Yeah. I think it was First Baptist. So. But. I think the reason we kind of stopped going to church was like, cause my dad did have an affair and like that kind of pushed us away and we just kind of, we were done. Yeah. So like I had no church probably from like the time I was like, probably earlier than third grade, maybe till, or no, fifth grade, fifth grade. And then till I started going church by myself like in high school. So that's like 10, 10 years. Yeah. No church. So about freshman year was like the first time like my seed had been planted. It was with one of my buddies and we were in his backyard in this tiny little kiddie pool for some reason. Like if you sit up it stopped at your knees there were three of us, when we were sitting there and he starts just talking, he's like, yeah. And it was like one o'clock in the morning also, so. Oh, those those are always the best conversations. Okay. The one yeah. o'clock in the morning, yeah, okay. those are the best. Okay. Anyway, he's just sitting there, he's like, yeah, I, I got saved. And I was just like, well, what's that, you know? And he talked about it for a minute, but really didn't go into detail. And he was just saying that like, he felt so much like relief after being saved and so like after that it just like made me question like am I saved like I know I went to church and like I know about Jesus but like I don't know Jesus yeah so like that kind of stuck with me for a while and like still didn't go to church like, but that was when it was planted yeah and about let's see, in high school I think about fresh like midway through freshman year So the girl I was dating at the time got me introduced to church. And like I started going on Wednesday nights and like I was just kind of there. I answered the questions how I thought they needed to be quite like answered. Just going going through. Yeah, Yeah. I was just there. Not really
1: getting into it, but just going through the motions. Yeah, I was just there to be there. And
0: like during that time, like I I think I was completely lost like i knew of jesus but it really didn't live like jesus like you know i drank a little bit went to a couple parties like cussed a lot yeah bathed, like even smoked weed a couple times like just a couple i wasn't those couple but but yeah like i really didn't see anything like wrong with it i was just living
1: you know so if there's no conviction there then like that's kind of a problem, yeah. you know? Like, yeah, that's, that how you know, that's how you know you're not saved. If there's no conviction, yeah, or that you're either really addicted to something, yeah. or you're probably not saved. Yeah, and I'm very lucky I didn't get addicted to anything. Like, yeah. I got addicted to,
0: like, vaping during high school just because, like, it was all around me. Like, that was hard enough to break. But, like, yeah. I know my, like, I can get addicted to stuff real quick. Yeah. I have to be careful with everything.
1: Yeah. people will say they don't have an addictive personality but if it comes to um, the right thing people have an addictive personality yeah, yeah. so I, got, I definitely
0: gotta be careful but during that time like you know I started going to church on and off like I'd go during the summer and then when baseball started like I was not going to church like so but I think it was like during that time like where I was going on and off I was like okay like Maybe this isn't as bad as it seems. Like, maybe, you know, try it out. And, like, I think I slowly, like, got saved. Like, I just, I never had a big, like, flip. It was just, like, I slowly started cutting out. Like, I stopped cussing. I stopped vaping. Like, progressively changed. Like, small changes. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, I just slowly started living my life for Jesus. Like, and it was very slow. But, and like the first time I really felt like I started living for Jesus, and like the first time I felt the Holy Spirit was when I was playing baseball. We were playing Cookville High School, and they were the school, like top dogs. They always destroyed us. They were one of the best teams in the state every year. Every year, and I always played third base, but this game, since they would literally hit it over the fence every other at bat, coach put me in outfield and I was so mad so mad who played there I don't, even you know. Know. It, I don't even remember but I was so mad and like I was just back there in left field cussing up a storm like because no one can hear me I'm yeah. by there by myself yeah. sitting there cussing literally three home runs get hit over my head and I'm like what do you want me to do you know but then I was like after I like Kind of got over it. Back while I was in the outfield, I was like, you know, that's really bad that I just sat here for like an hour straight cussing. You know, I'm like, that's the first time I think I genuinely like prayed to God like change my heart. Yeah. Like, I I want to stop cussing because that's
1: you know it's not good. I mean, cussing but, itself's not saying,
0: But like, it's more like my cuss, what I was saying was
1: not good. Yeah, it's more like the demeaning of the person yeah. you're talking about, or yeah, like it can affect somebody, like whether or not somebody comes to Jesus pretty much. Yeah. Cause like, people will look at people as Christians and like we're watching our microscope and cussing is one of those things that like is very particular. Like, oh, they say they're Christian, but they cuss every other word. Yeah. So, I don't know. Yeah, but, let's see. So
0: I was still with that girl I was dating at the time. Like I still wasn't fully like living my life for Jesus. like. Still had like sex before I was married, you know, like, still like, f- yeah. Vaped every now and then. Like, I still wasn't fully living my life for Jesus, but it was like, that was a huge step. Like that was step one, you know, to like know that like I'm not good enough to stop this by myself. So like I prayed about it. Yeah. And so like during this time, like I finally started, like I served in kids like twice. Like, just did it because she was doing it, you know? But, also, like, slowly then, like, I started fixing my life, like, you know, I stopped vaping, like, stopped, like, I I didn't drink often, but, like, I didn't get drunk. I never partied after that. And, like, I started going on Sunday, and during that time, like, I was just kinda getting fed and, like, kept slowly, slowly progressing toward, I am now yeah and then so this girl and I we break up but like and that was kind of like the big test like if I'm really in it all the way or like I'm just doing it because she's here and sure enough like we break up and I still keep going to church you know and I think that was a big big eye-opener to a lot of people like he's on board yeah know? and for sure. so about that time is when I meet Kara is my fiance right now and like we still were baby Christians like we did not start off right at all Like we had sex before you we married like just did not like we were very in the early stages of being a Christian Like, we still had to
1: cut out a lot of crap. Which it takes time. I mean, even if you are in your later stages, like, you're still going to mess up. Like, there's still struggles there. Yeah. You're just more susceptible to it, like, early on. Yeah. And then, like,
0: so, like, I'm saved at this point for sure. Like, I'm trying to start living my life for Jesus, but, like, I still messed up a lot. Yeah. And also around this time is when COVID happened. And so we had no church, no nothing. Nothing just, coming in, huh? Nothing coming in. Yeah. yeah like nothing. good influences, yeah. And like we had church online, but like how many people actually watched that? Nobody. Like, yeah. Honestly, we would try,
1: and then we'd be like, nah, I wouldn't okay. even try. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> yeah. I just I didn't watch anything. I was just like, nah. I'm gonna play Call of Duty instead. Like that's yeah. what, that's my mindset. That was my mindset. Yeah. And so like
0: during that time, we just hung out like all day every day. Like, I didn't even say, hey, I'm coming over. It was like, you up? Okay, I'm away. Like, so we just, like, and I think that was when, like, we grew our relationship, like, in how we got so close so quick. And then, like, when church gets back, like, well, was it, like, eight months? We didn't have church, it felt like.
1: I think, actually, we only didn't have church for, like, three. Three, it felt like a yeah, lot longer. Yeah, but, like, the first, like, four months after, there was, like, 150 200 max yeah. a weekend. That's where like once we got back up, like we were 400 weekend. Which I mean, we're still recuperating from COVID, but yeah. But church finally gets back, and
0: one day in the car, like after church, she brings up like, "Hey, do you want to get baptized?" I'm like, "I've never been baptized," and like, "I've been thinking about it and praying about it. Like, like when it, the time's ready, I want to get baptized." Yeah. And like the fact that she was like, "Hey," um. Let's get baptized together, and I was like, oh, "Okay." So like, we ended up getting baptized together like a couple weeks later, and like that's when like Jesus started shining through me, you know. Like that's when I started really living like. That was Jesus. when I, like the the flip switched. Yeah, and so we started serving in kids and like started serving in flags, which is then we got to head over flags, which is an incredible opportunity, but. Sadly, we're giving that up now, but um, then we started serving in students, and I think that's like where we are really called to. And like now, I'm meeting with Brandon like one on one to find like my true calling. Like yeah. if I'm supposed to be a pastor, am I supposed to be in ministry at all? Yeah. So.
1: Yeah. You know, so. Legit. What do you feel like you've learned? Like, like, give me three points that you, like, really learned throughout this entire process from, like, going to church not going to church twice, you know, whenever you're younger, whenever COVID, and, like, how you recuperated from that and, like, how other people have played a role in that. So the first thing I
0: think is, like, Brandon, our youth pastor, like, he played a big role. Like, yeah. seeing him and, like, listening to him was a big thing. And like just being surrounded by like better people, yeah. also like also helped.
1: Yeah. Um, I don't know, and I just think like you gotta have the want to, to like be a Christian. Ambition, the like internal drive, that kind yeah. of stuff. It's definitely true because like reading your Bible every day, praying every day, not the easiest thing in the world. Yeah. Like if you're like, oh, you're just reading it's it gets hard. Yeah. It's like there's books of the Bible where you just want to slam your head in the wall. Yeah. But you need to read them, you know. Yeah. Uh,
0: yeah, and I just think, like, like, that saying, you gotta have the want to, I got from an old baseball coach. He, he recently passed away, but you gotta have the want to is what he would always say. Yeah. And, like, I apply that to, him to everything. everything. Yeah. Like, God's always there, but you gotta have the want to to have a relationship with Him because He's not gonna, like, ne- not necessarily force you to have. Yeah. I mean it's our option.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Definitely think there's some people that played um, a role in our both of our faiths at Revolution, back in our little home church. Yeah. But I mean staff retreat. Yeah. Like, for you, yeah. That was huge. Yeah. Yeah, but And Staff Retreat for me was
0: like Brandon like always said like you have it. Yeah. What is it? I literally sat him down. I was like, "Dude, you're gonna have to explain it because it's like driving me crazy." Yeah. And he ended up giving me a book called "It," and like that book changed my life. Like Craig Groeschel, was yeah. not it? Yeah. Yeah. Changed my life and really opened my eyes. Like when you have it, how to use it, and how not to
1: lose it. Yeah. Man, yeah, for sure. Yeah, that definitely makes sense. Um. So I think that's end yeah. his testimony. But I want to ask a couple questions, just broad questions. I did kind of breeze over bit pretty clear. So we we have like 15, 20 minutes here, let's just talk for a minute. Okay, who's your favorite speaker of all time? Speaker? Yeah, it can be Christian or not Christian. Anybody that influences people it can be like a social media speaker it can be like a preacher or a pastor it can be the president so um, like
0: I'll do I'll give you two so for like Christian wise like I love listening to Brandon like yeah like especially getting to meet with him one-on-one like every week like that's huge yeah because like I feel like I can relate to him a lot easier than most uh-huh. people and then for the non-christian one I just love listening to Seth Perosi. He's got a podcast, and like, he's a, I think he's a Christian at heart,
1: but he gets very vulgar sometimes. (laughs) Very vulgar, yeah. Very, very vulgar sometimes. Yeah, yeah. that's a good one. Uh, Something I kind of wanted to bring up uh, whenever you're at Strawberry Testimony is you're talking about how, what did you say? you were talking about, like, being different people that you were, like, in small groups with and stuff. I, was, I thought, what were we'll you talking about? I'm going to cut this out, but... Um, you yeah. I was going to talk about being equally yoked. Yeah,
0: so, like, definitely when I started surrounding my people, like, at church with, like, who had... All wanted to go the same direction. Yes. Instead of, like, that helped me out a lot because like all my friends, they were going left, right, up, down, and we're going straight, Yes. You know? And like most of them still are, and like I've cut out a lot of friends. Yeah. Like I don't talk to many people at all from high school. Yeah. The only people that I talk to from high school is because we go
1: to the same church. Yeah.
0: Like, and that's crazy.
1: Yeah. But like what I was gonna talk about is, you know, as you progress in faith, Whenever you're in, like, the beginning stages of faith, you get poured into about, like, every different walk of faith. Yeah. Because, like, you can get poured in, like, the way I see it, you can get poured in across, you can get poured in one level down, and you get poured in anywhere above you. So, like, if you are, like, at the beginning stages of faith, anybody can pour into you. You can learn something about faith from anybody. Well, then, as you, you know, progress on, whenever you get into, like, the higher stages, it's like you have to get fed somehow. Like, for example, if I'm leading a small group on, like, Mondays and Wednesdays and I have a Bible study on Thursday and, like, uh, I talk to people on Sunday and they're all, like, below me faith-wise, like, they're all just there, just yeah. lukewarm, just living life, you know? Yeah. It is going to be very hard for me to keep my faith up because I'm not around equally with people. Hmm. It's like, if you do not have that, like, you have a branded, you know? Like, you have that cross conversation with somebody that I would say is in a farther up stage of life, in, the, yeah. in their faith. Yeah. And it's like, not having that is very difficult. Yeah. So like, if you're just pouring in, and pouring in, pouring in, you're not getting anything, yeah. it is going to make it so much harder for you to continue to pour into people. Mm-hmm. Cause you're not gonna read your Bible, you're not gonna pray, cause you're just like empty inside almost. Like you have to get poured into, like you have a sheep and a shepherd, you know? I think like
0: with that, like as like we both get higher like up in our like not saying there's levels to faith. But,
1: yeah. Well, I'm just saying like yeah. Because like you know you're not gonna know every word of the Bible like some elders in the church are. Yeah. And like those people are very biblically versed. They're very very wise because a lot of times elders are older and like they've been through life. You know, mm-hmm. they've been through everything we've been through and more. You know, challenges. So. But back to what I was saying, like,
0: even if you're not getting fully poured into, Mm -hmm. like, I think you should also be able to go to, like, the Bible to pour into you. Because, like, that's God's Word. Like, all of it's God's Word. Like, you're going to get poured in straight from God. Oh, oh, yeah. Like, I think even though, like, God can speak through other people, like, those are his exact words. And I think it's important to read the Bible, like, really study it to get even more poured into
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, there's definitely like podcasts out there that are like you can get poured in. There's great information everywhere. Yeah, the Bible podcast, praying, uh, like sermons on YouTube. It's just about like I also feel like you also need that from your local community. Oh yeah, for sure. Because like for example, if you're on a church staff, a lot of times those people are going to be or close to equally yoked. Like you're not going to get poured into. I mean, you can still learn stuff from people that are just in their beginning their walk of faith. If, like, you aren't off from that but you're not gonna get poured into from those people like you are somebody's on somebody elses on church staff. That's why like staff retreat whenever I was on church staff there's like what 50 40 50 people there 40 50 people that were all like I, I don't really know how to phrase it and uh, they have all they're all strong in their faith and I got to learn from every person there, every person there. So, that's what was really, really great for me, is like, I had that refreshing moment of, I got 45 people that I'm getting good forward to. Yeah, and like, I didn't have that on a week-to-week basis. So, that's what I'm saying, like, whenever you have to have like a small group equally of people, or at least one other person to do life with. I would say two people, like a spouse, or somebody you're in a relationship with, and and then also like a friend. And Kara's definitely pushed
0: me. Like she even brought up the idea of like getting baptized. She brought up the idea of serving in students. Like in that right there, is, like, she also pushes me. Oh yeah. Better. Yeah. So um, that's very helpful. Yeah, for sure. And like, I got to do the same with her.
1: Yeah. Yeah, but i say definitely a spouse or like somebody you're dating or whatever. And also i say like a friend, cause like you're not gonna completely re- relate with your like spouse like you will somebody like a guy I don't know it's just the way it is sometimes no. but in a world of like negative influences and because I mean it's full of them, high school college middle school like it's getting out of hand and it is becoming harder and harder to like stick to your morals I feel like so you need to find a group of people to do yeah. life with and you know of course you can invite people in that group that are not Christian I mean, it doesn't have to be a big group like yeah. it can literally be two other people. Yeah.
0: And like, sometimes I think that's the best, like having those like very close relationships where you can count on each other to be there for each other.
1: Yeah. The accountability between like two or three people or even four is a lot different than like the accountability of 60 people. Mm. Cause you know, not everybody in 60 people, like that's when we start getting like ministry. Mm. Like you don't have 60 people that are all in the same mock faith. That's where you may have three or four, they're pretty close. There's a verse about
0: it, like when two people come together, like Yeah. I don't remember what exactly
1: what it says, but yeah. Yeah, and then there's like the uh we should have our Bibles next time. Yeah. yeah, But uh yeah, I definitely think like being around equally of people is very important. And, like if you don't know anybody, find somebody. Like you, you can if you do a little bit of research and you're actually ambitious, like you can find people that are equally yoked pretty easily. Even if you move, like, if you move, like I moved 45 minutes away so it's not the same, but like, I feel like if I moved across the state, across the nation, I could still find people that were somewhat equally yoked, yeah. that had somewhat of the same views as me, and that I could learn from. Yeah. You just have to be ambitious about finding those people. Is there anything else we should talk about? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll a couple questions if you want we can go back and forth on questions? Okay. About our testimonies even.
0: No. Yeah. So like I don't think I really mentioned it, but like when I was talking about me being in the outfield, like after I prayed that, like that was the first time I felt the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Yeah. And like it I like, felt like a just a weight on my chest was lifted, you yeah. know? And like have you ever had
1: a moment like that? Oh yeah, all the time, man. Um <sighs> I've messed up so many times. It's like, whenever I really pray for forgiveness, that's whenever it's like, you know, I can finally take a breath. Uh, like I'm a pretty upfront person for the most part. Like I get that feeling also whenever I tell somebody, like whenever I open it up, because the Bible tells us to tell other people, you know, to tell other people about our struggles, that way we can get better. But. Yeah, I mean, I've definitely had moments like that. I'm trying to think one just that like pops out to me. So I've only had two.
0: Only tell you my single like thing? Yes. So the second time I felt that feeling was like my parents just got recently divorced, and like I thought my like my dad told me that he was staying in the hotel while he after he left, and I was like, okay, like trusted him fully. Like I worked out with him seven days a week for two straight years like missed one day here and there like missed Christmas and that was it and then like so I hung out with him all day every day and and after he told me that he was leaving like I was like okay like he'll be happier but you know good for him whatever even though like it, it did hurt quite a bit but he told me that he was living in a hotel and I found out he was not living he was living with another woman and i just was like couldn't believe it like couldn't believe it when i heard it and so i had to go see it for myself and like i think it was like six o'clock at night and we pulled up to the house and i saw his car yeah i was like oh boy is gonna be rough and like i didn't want to go there and like fight him or anything he's like I'm not gonna find my dad.
1: But. Just confirm. him? Yeah. I like my life? Yeah. So we pulled up. Carol was driving, so I was
0: like, I, I can't drive. I know it's gonna be bad after. But I get out, and like I walked up to his car, and like there was a little dent in the back of his car that has always been there. And I was like, yep, that, that's his car. Front license plate had a brace license plate, and I was like, yep, that, that's him. So I walked up to the door, and like, well I'll start with when I got out of the car like that's when I had that feeling it was like I touched his car and then well, I'm at the front door I'm like,
1: what just happened yeah
0: like my feet were moving by themselves and like I just knocked on the door like real nice and I see like a set of eyes pop over the the door and like they're gone like you could see them like running around like freaking out and I'm just like what the heck and, like I'm just Here and see my dad, you know, and that whole time, like, I was feeling that feeling. But finally, she opened the door and like, I was like, hi, I'm, I'm here to see my dad. And she was like, oh, crap. Yeah. And she just like went, hold on. And I was like, okay. And when my dad like stepped in the doorway, like, like I was crushed. Like, when I saw my dad, like, that wasn't my dad, you know? Like, it literally looked like I was looking a different person. Yeah. And after that, I just turned around and walked to the car. And we drove off and didn't talk to him for, like, six months. Because, like, 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 knowing he's with another woman, like, a, less than a week after leaving my mom, like, that killed me. Yeah. But, like, that was the
1: second time I really felt the holy spirit you know yeah yeah um there's definitely been times where like i've lied like not to the extent of like crazy like lying um i feel like the main one for me is like there's been times where i've lied and i felt bad about it and like the holy spirit has led me to like apologize to that person sometimes the truth no. like my parents especially like whenever like i would go to parties but i wouldn't do anything I be like I okay, I didn't do anything, like I would sit out there and have like an hour long conversation with my parents. Like that was a little something like the Holy Spirit more like guided me to do stuff mm-hmm. rather than like lifted the weight off my shoulders, I feel like. See for me like the Holy Spirit like,
0: protected me.
1: Yeah. Like
0: that time. And then like the first time, like it changed me. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, like every now and then I'll but when I talk like feeling like I literally felt like you like you talk about like the armor that God gives you and like I literally felt like the chest plate was on me. And like the like all armor is for protection, but like I literally felt it yeah. on my chest. Yeah. Like protecting me. Which is insane. Like that is the craziest feeling I've ever felt. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. You ever have a moment like that?
1: Not really, um, there's been a lot of times where like my mood's just change like that, especially like in basketball, it's like a perspective type thing. Yeah. Like there was one time where my assistant coach uh, thought I'd roll my eyes at him, and he started yelling at me, and I was ready to walk off the court, like, I was ready to take my jersey off and just quit, like on the spot. It was my senior year, I was livid. Like I didn't have to be there to practice, like, it was an optional practice. and it was just like peace in the moment I was like okay just get over it but I, mean, I can't think of anything just right off the bat yeah, I can't think of anything right now yeah you got anything else? I don't think probably I don't
0: about that time yep well I'll leave this with this on a good note so I am now part of Axe and Sledge Supplement yes sir yep yeah. A six ten, for ten percent off. Gotta you know throw my plug in there. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, but yeah, that'll leave us on a high note. Yep. Yeah. And we will see you all next week. Yep.
1: Yeah.